Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of A Conversation with Trans Smith. And of course, I'm your host, Trans Smith. Today's guest, I am very honored to have him here, my special guest. Uh, he is a certified Jeet Kune Do instructor and author of Mixed Martial Arts Fighting Techniques. Please welcome my guest today, Danny Indio. Hello, sir. Oh, and thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I wish I had a studio audience for you. <laughs> I, can, I can hear the clapping in my head. So. <laughs> Hi, Danny. So I want to, I wanna, before we get into what you do, I want you to tell my, you know, give my audience um, some background information about you. So where, where are you from originally? So, so I was born in Williamsburg and raised mm -hmm. in Washington Heights. Uh, so, and for, for those who are not from New York, basically I was born in New York, I was born in Brooklyn, and then my parents split up, and then uh, we moved to, to Northern Manhattan, which is where Washington Heights is at. And uh, so, you know, born and raised New Yorker. Oh, cool. So are you, are you from a big family? You have brothers and sisters? So, so it's interesting, um, yes and no, and here's why. So my, my parents, when they met, they each had prior kids. And so like, so my mom was a widow, had two daughters and my dad uh, had separated from his wife and he had had five kids with them. And so mm -hmm. then my parents met um, and then they had me and my younger brother. So mm -hmm. fortunately, you know, there was peace and love, you know, right? So there wasn't like that animosity and all that stuff. So like, so like all of those, like my, 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 you know, when my parents separated, uh, you know, my actual parents separated um, and uh, my, my mom brought my two sisters from the Dominican Republic, which is where, where she was from. And, mm -hmm. um, and I grew up with my two sisters, like as if they were my full sisters. And then when my dad's kids came also from Dominican Republic, you know, again, there was peace and love. And so like I treated them, they treated me as if, you know, we were actually full blood. Uh, so, so in that respect, so I have, you know, five brothers and three sisters, uh, but we didn't all get, we weren't all raised together. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So when, when did martial arts become uh, a part of your life? Was it when you were younger or is this something that happened later on in life? So when I was a kid, um, you know, I, I was, I was born in the seventies and, you know, I was a kid in the eighties. And so I grew up watching Kung Fu flicks. Um, right. And so if you if you grew up in New York in the 80s, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a whole rap group, uh, you might have heard of them called Wu-Tang. And you know, they course. were clearly influenced by right, they were clearly influenced <laughs> by all that kung fu movies and stuff like that. So, so I grew up in that era. Um, and so Saturday afternoons, you know, Channel 5 before it became Fox was the Kung Fu Network, right? Like they would play two, three Kung Fu movies. And like, I don't know exactly at what age, I, maybe I was eight years old when I first started watching them, but I was mesmerized, you know, from the beginning to the end. It was just like the beginning, the intro, they would have this choreography where they're doing the forms and just look, you know, it was almost like a, like dancing, but, you know, very like, you know, epic. And then, and then of course the, the, the films themselves, you know, like there was always a story about some hero trying to like overcome evil or, or like, you know, trying to rise up. And it just mm -hmm. resonated with me. Like it just, it just caught my attention. And, um, and I fell in love. That's when I first, um, and, and I remember being a little kid and telling my mom, you know, that I wanted, you know, so, so wait, the other thing too, was just like in these Kung Fu movies, you know, they're doing like, they're jumping over walls, you know, flying, <laughs> you know, 20 feet in the air, right. you know? So like, you know, me being eight years old, nine years old, like, I don't, you know, to me, I'm like, oh, wow, if you train, you can do this stuff. <laughs> right. this is like, you know, this is real. <laughs> so I wanted to be that kid. I wanted to be that, you know, Shaolin monk or whatever. Um, uh -huh. And I don't remember, I mean, it was funny. I remember looking through the phone books and again, I'm dating myself, but like, I remember those yellow, the yellow pages. I would right. go to the martial arts section and they would have the Kung Fu schools. And there was this one school I remember that, that had like, they listed all the, the, the esoteric exotic styles that you would hear about in Kung Fu, like praying mantis and, you know, and, and, and uh, Silum Tao and this and that. And it was just like, you know, dragon style. 
And I remember looking through the list and I was like, I want to go to this school. And I think the school was in the Bronx or somewhere. I never ended up going to that school. You know, it was just like not a thing. You know, it wasn't easy for my parents to take me. You know, we didn't have a car and, um, you know, and, and, and but whatever. Like, it was just right. like, I would remember, I would spend like, you know, I would just look through the phone book and just look at these different schools and just almost like imagine myself being there. You know, I, I used to fantasize about it. So, so I was drawn to it, you know, and it was all about wanting to, to just be the better person who could be heroic. Right. So when was the first time you went to went to a school to actually, you know, start to learning? Start training. Yeah. So so uh, you know I you know I think you know my mom God bless her, you know she wanted to to like um, um, please me and like and have me train. She clearly saw that I was interested in this. And, uh, you know, she didn't take me to that Kung Fu school in the Bronx with all the, the all, amazing Shaolin type styles. <laughs> right. She took me to a Taekwondo school that was like two blocks away. Um, okay. And uh, I had no idea what Taekwondo was, neither did she, I'm sure. And uh, okay. but it was just, it was two blocks away. So, you know, she put me in there. Uh. And and I remember so I started training, you know, like I think it was only once or twice a week. And, mm. um, you know, for those of you out there that know you know, a little bit about martial arts, you know, that Taekwondo is very different from, you know, Kung Fu, everything from like what you wear, you wear like this, this gi, this, the, the white, you know, like what most people, look, when they think of like karate or stuff, like what they wear, mm-hmm. that's what you also wear in, in, in Taekwondo. So I had that white, like pajama looking suit, right? And a white belt. Uh, and Kung Fu is a little different, like you wear something else. So mm-hmm. I remember like I was doing, you know, the Taekwondo, and, um, and, and, you know, it wasn't as dynamic. It was definitely was not the stuff that I, you know, I wasn't doing the stuff that I was seeing in the movies. Right. So there was that. And, um, so I remember after, you know, like after three months or so, you know, um, we took a test, which is like where you do your forms, you know, your forms, like the katas or, you know, it's kind of like the katas and karate. So I did whatever mm-hmm. form it was that a white belt is supposed to do. And, and then I graduated to yellow belt. So okay. I remember, I remember afterwards, you know, I received the belt and all I could think of was, and this is what I told my, my instructor, like, so when am I going to learn how to climb up the walls? <laughs> like, when am I going to learn how to do, when am I going to learn how to do flips? You know, that's, that's all, like, I wanted to do the stuff from the movies and the instructor looked, you're in the wrong school, kid. <laughs> and I, and that was, that was kind of, that was the end of my Taekwondo journey. Um, uh, so, you know, so when did you? So after that, when did you decide uh, what what p- part of martial arts that you really liked? What style so, was? So yeah, so so it was actually kind of like a journey of exploration. So okay. in high school, so by the time I got to high school, you know, I learned a little bit more, and you know, I got into boxing. You know? mm-hmm. Boxing fan, um, and so you know, I don't know what either I read or just realized from you know people that I knew and stuff but at that at some point I, I wanted to do I wanted to box you know because I felt like boxing was more realistic in terms you know like it's like like you know for example in certain martial arts you know there's certain exotic movements that you do that that could potentially work in a self-defense situation but you know it's it's a bit you know it, it, it's 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 easier to just throw some punches like a boxer sometimes and to just do some fancy flying jump kick right right so I wanted to get into boxing and then I remember I went to this police athletic league, uh, um, um, and for those that don't know, you know the police athletic league uh, is found in a couple of different cities throughout, mm-hmm. the, especially urban cities, and you know they're basically like almost like YMCA's, but I think they're either run by the police or or, or affiliated yeah. with the police somehow, right? Right. And mm-hmm. um, and sometimes they have boxing gyms, and a lot of times you know the the boxing gyms that they develop, you know, like you'll hear some great fighters come out of it and stuff. So anyway, I found this place in the Bronx and it looked, I remember when I went in there to check it out and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to sign up for this. You know, let me see if it's good. And uh, when I went in there, it was like run down. It was like, uh, um, like the, the walls were decaying, you know, it just smelled like, like socks. And so I was like, <laughs> I love it. This is perfect. This is like <laughs> what I remember seeing in Rocky, you know, like, like the old school gym. Like it was like, okay, this is. And then, of course, and then when the guy told me that, like, it's like $10 a month, you know, mm-hmm. you know, this was like 1992 or something like that, 1991. Right. So, you know, $10 a month, I was like, I could afford that, you know, I could, you know, $10 a month, I'm, I'm here. And it's all, it was on my way to school. So it was perfect. I could, like, on my way home, 
get out, get my hour in of boxing, and then jump on the train and go home. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, it's a wrap. I'm going to be a boxer. And, uh, and I was like, you know, next week, I'm going to start. And I went the following week. The fucking place was condemned. Oh. And, um, <laughs> by the way, I'm sorry if I curse. I don't know if, if cursing is okay. No, it's like fine. This, this is okay, a free right, space. Cool, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the, so the place was condemned. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, uh-huh. All right. So I guess, you know, maybe boxing, I'm not going to box. Right. Um, and so it was. So it was a couple of years later. You know. Then after that, you know, I was interested in martial arts. I remember watching the first UFC fight in 1993. So at this point, I'm in. I'm in SUNY Buffalo. I'm in college. That, that's mm-hmm. where I went. Um, I'm just a freshman. I'm just like I'm not an athlete. Like the the, the most athletic thing I did in high school was I ran track, and I okay. did that for like a year, a year and a half. Um, so anyway, so you know, I'm in I'm in college, and and the you know. UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship, mixed martial arts. You know this ninja versus sumo wrestler, uh, uh, karate versus uh, muay thai, whatever. Right. And and I saw that and like it blew my mind. It blew my mind only because it was just like everything like that I had up to that point read about. Because I used to read the magazine. So that was another thing too. I used to buy the black belt magazines and inside right. kung fu and and I just would absorb. So like. I wasn't in the schools, but like, you know, a lot of these magazines, they would have like a little mini tutorial of like, you know, how to defend against, you know, somebody throwing punches at you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at least in my mind, I was like reading and training myself. Right. But um, so by the time I got to, to college, you know, I knew that there were different styles and this was like to see, you know, which style is the best, quote unquote, or like, you know, like who will survive, you know. And, and, and at that time, the UFC was very rough and tumble. Like, the only, I think the only rule, like, from the first fight was, like, you can't bite and you can't, um, you know, eye gouge. Like, you could kick in the, in the balls. You could, like, you know, like, you could do a lot of stuff. Um, right. Bite and, and gouge someone's eyes out. So it was pretty brutal. Right. Um, and, and at that point, that's when, when, um, when uh, uh, the, the Gracies came about. Because they, you know, they, they came in there and... And they, they, all they did was the grappling, you know, like they, they would choke Okay, yeah, what is, all right, what is grappling? I was going to ask you that. What is that? Right, so, so, all right, so in, 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 in the, in the, within the context of where I, what I trained in, right, and, uh-huh. um, and actually a lot of martial artists will agree that with this, with this concept, that mm-hmm. fighting takes place in ranges, meaning, um, you know, there's distances and there's certain techniques that you can do in certain distances, right? So if you and I, we're about to get into a fight and say mm-hmm. you're you're what's known as kicking range that means you're in a range where i can throw a kick right you can mm-hmm. kick me but if you tried to punch me you know your punch wouldn't land you, you know so at that range it's better to just throw kicks right? oh, okay so right so like and that's where certain arts you know excel at that so like if you do muay thai you know which is a lot of kicking savat is a french kickboxing style you know certain techniques in karate certain techniques in Taekwondo that are, you know, very, you know, a lot of kicking that, mm-hmm. that would work in that range. Now, if, if say we're in that kicking range and then you take a step forward or I take a step forward, now we're in the punching range. So that means that it would be, it would be more efficient to throw punches uh, than to throw kicks because now before you could throw your kick, because we're much closer, my punch will reach you before your kick will reach me. Right. So gotcha. now we're in this punching range and this distance where we're, you know, throwing hands and the person that is better at throwing hands uh, will typically excel. Okay. Now, there's also another range. If you get closer. Right. And you're standing, then that's when you can grab somebody. And and, and some people call that the trapping range or the clinching range. Uh, if you watch boxing, sometimes you see like when the when the fighters grab each other and they're sort of like it looks like they're hugging each other. But, you know, usually they're trying to hit each other or they're trying to find like, some kind of opening. Um, and, and normally the, the referee will separate the fighters at that point because, you know, people want to see the, them fight in the punching range. Right. But there's a, whole, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do in that trapping, clinching range. And okay. lastly, the grappling range is, a, is where you go to the ground. So, like, let's say, you know, like if we were in the clinching range and, we're, and I'm grabbing you and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden – either you trip or you try to take me down, like meaning like you try to like uh, uh, lift me up and throw me to the ground um, and, and you come with me. Now we're on the floor and we're basically wrestling. Right? Okay. So the grappling range, 
the grappling range is where people, you know, wrestling, they're trying to choke someone out. Uh, they're trying to put their the person's arm or their legs or feet in hold that will either, you know, like hurt. So they'll tap out. Or if it's a real street fight, you know, like where you can, you know, uh, 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 pull a muscle or, or, or even break their, their leg mm-hmm. or something like that. Or their right. arm. So those, those are the basically the four ranges. Um, you know, you have your kicking, you have your punching, then you have your trapping, clinching, and then mm-hmm. finally grappling. Oh, okay. And so when that first UFC came about, the 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 grappling range, the, the grappling arts, you know, everybody was expecting the the karate guy or the ninja guy or the or the you know to win. And here you got this the you know the the the, the grapplers coming in and like just dominating because what they would do is they would wait for somebody to just throw a bunch of punches. Then they would just grab them and grab them fall back <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. And then, all, you know, all these fighters that are used to like fighting, you know, throwing kicks and stuff, they didn't know what the hell to do. Right. You know, and then they would just get, you know, choked, whatever, you know, and then over time things evolved and like people realized, Oh, you gotta, if you want to get in MMA and UFC and all that stuff, then, you know, you can't just go in there knowing how to fight standing up. You got to also know how to grapple at least to be able to get up and get out. Right. I want to fast forward a little bit. Um, now you're a certified instructor in. Um, make sure I'm saying this G-Kundo. right. The G each one do. What is it? G. <laughs> G. <laughs> I, was, I like that. That was that was good. Um, it's so it's G Kundo. Um, G Kundo. So, okay. And it's and it's uh and it's um it's Bruce Lee's art. It means way of the intercepting fist. And so Bruce mm-hmm. Lee, you know, I didn't, until I started training, I didn't appreciate this aspect of Bruce Lee. Uh, I uh-huh. just saw him as an actor, a great actor, uh, you know, right. a, a, an iconic figure, somebody that like, when you watch him on screen, you can't take your eyes off him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and uh, I didn't realize that he was, had this other side, you know, that was mm-hmm. philosophical and conceptual. And he yeah. came up with this art called Jeet Kune Do, which was... You know, and now, mind you, he started doing this in the 50s. So if you like, if you could go back to that era, because like now we're used to mixed martial arts and we understand the concept of like, hey, you got to know how to throw punches. You got to know how to throw some kicks. You got to know how to mm-hmm. grapple, you know, mm-hmm. to like to make it in this world. Right. Whether you're fighting right. professionally or if you're self-defense. Right. You even have to learn a little bit about weapons. Right. How to use a stick or a knife, mm-hmm. you know, because you never know what could happen. But, in the, you know, as when he was coming up, you know, first of all, martial arts was like sort of like, like, especially in the Asian community, it was very secretive, right? So like, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, if you, so a lot of that stuff was passed down within families and then like within, and then you had to like know somebody whose uncle or grandfather was, was, you know, this master, if, you mm-hmm. know, for you to learn from them. And, and, you know, the, a lot of that knowledge was, was guarded. Right. And, right. You, know, you know, without we don't have to get into like I imagine some of it was financial, like they wanted to be able to, like, control their market and say, look, if you want to learn how to fight, you got to, you know, you know, pay me. Um, mm-hmm. And some of that was also traditional, like where they probably thought that, um, you know, you they have to evaluate the person learning because they didn't want the, the wrong person, the a person who has evil intent or something like that to learn this art and use it for bad. Right. Um, here comes Bruce Lee, though, where he's like, um, First, you know, he opens up a school and he's teaching, you know, white people, black people, mm-hmm. you know, Asian people, people like, and when I say Asian people, I mean like, you know, people who are not Chinese, you know, he's teaching, mm-hmm. uh, his, one of his main students, uh, Guru Daniel Asanto is Filipino. Mm-hmm. And so, so he's just teaching all kinds of people. And, um, and but his approach was when, when you're training or, 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 or what you're, what you're training to fight for. Um, is for a modern day combatant, right? Somebody, you know, like a street thug who's trying to hurt you, you know, and, 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 and what the other arts are doing, they're focusing on an opponent or an enemy that doesn't exist anymore. So like say in karate or Aikido, you know, they, they, they're, they're training you to fight somebody who's like a samurai or something like that, you know? Uh, in Taekwondo, they, they, you know, all those high kicks are for, knocking soldiers off horses you know when, when they were okay. fighting wars in korea and so he was like yeah there's there's definitely some good stuff in all of those arts you know i'm not trying to say that those arts are bad or anything like that you know but he was like i want to train for the modern day opponent you know like the type of person that i might face if i'm you know walking home in, at night mm-hmm. and and he also advocated 
physical fitness. You know, he mm-hmm. was a big believer, you know, cause like prior to him, I, I don't want to say like he was the only one, but mm-hmm. for a lot of artists or a lot of, more, a lot of masters, you know, they, they didn't, they weren't necessarily in the best shape. Right. right. So they, they had a lot of knowledge about how to fight. And for a lot of them, they thought that was enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he believed in physical fitness, you know, and he was actually kind of obsessive uh, with the physical fitness, you know? So like when he would go to his, for example, Hollywood meetings, you know, some of the urban legends about him is that instead of like, you know, the, you know, going up on the elevator, he would run up the flight of stairs, you know, he was constantly mm-hmm. trying to work out. So even if the, even if the meeting was on a 35th floor, he would jog up there. Um, right. So, you know, so that was his approach. And, and so he, you know, he, 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 his, his idea was if you're going to fight, um, you want to excel in, in the range that your opponent does not excel in. So if, if, you know, he believed in learning how to fight in the different ranges so that if you, if I had to, God forbid, I had to fight Mike, Tyson, you know, Mike Tyson is an amazing, you know, like mm-hmm. his punches are ridiculous. I'm not going to outbox Mike Tyson in no way, shape, right. or form, you know, so I'm, box with him but maybe i'll grapple him you know maybe right. i'll try to kick him you know in other words you would use the the, the your strength against you know the the, the 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 against the opponent based on what their weakness would be and if i'm going to fight a grappler i'm not going to grapple with them instead i'll use my punching or my kicking right um, and so you know these were the concepts that he came up with under the banner mm-hmm. well, that's, and great. that's the art that i then like did for years and, and became an instructor oh great so I want to talk a little bit now about your specialized notebooks. Tell us about that. All right. So, so these, so I have these these notebooks of um, they're called Jimmy notebooks, and and so the 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 the, the genesis of these notebooks came actually from when I was in law school. So when mm-hmm. I was in law school, uh, you know, I couldn't train like I used to, meaning mm-hmm. when I first started training martial arts, I was in there, you know, uh, uh, five, you know, six days a week, at least two hours. And, you know, and, and I was just like there uh, obsessively, but I was also like, at that point I was in college, you know, I had, I had time, you know, I didn't have any other responsibilities. I had a part-time job. Um, so I could, I could, I could be there. Um, and, and not worry um, about, you know, other responsibility, right? So, you know, when I went to law school, however, you know, like because of uh, of of the the uh, uh, the workload, the stuff that I train like I used to. In fact, basically, like I was I, I was going like once a month at this point. So, like okay. imagine, like when I was training constantly you know, um, uh, over the years. And now I'm going there, you know, once a month or something like that at best. Right. And so, you know, you know, I just happened to keep a lot of notes when I started training. So from the beginning, um, you know, because I wanted to, to, I just wanted to absorb as much of this knowledge. And, and so, and this is the, 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 the beauty of Jeet Kune Do is that because of, of because you're the, the the instructors are trying to train you in the different ranges, you learn about a lot of different arts. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the the con or the negative of that is that there's information overload, right? So right. you know, in in the, you're learning about Filipino boxing one class, you're learning Muay Thai in another class, you're learning Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in another class. You know, then you know you might learn about French savat, then you might learn stick fighting. Like there's a lot. So for me, what worked for me was taking notes because then I could review these notes. Um, and then like, if, if, you know, some of this stuff, there'll be gaps, you know, where like, you know, two months ago we did some class in this thing. And now today, you know, the instructors decided to bring it up again and like, okay, you have to remember it. Right. So, you know, I would review my notes and, and that would help. So I had mm-hmm. all these notes. And so when I was in law school, you know, I had, I came up with this concept of like, you know, based off of like what I would see with runners, you know, they would have runners diaries and triathlete, because uh, uh, that's that's one of my bucket list uh, uh, things to do one day is to do a triathlon. And okay. so, you know, I would see how, yeah, like that's that's one of my goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would see like that they had these training journals where if you're running or training for a triathlon, you would log in, 
you know, how many miles you did or how many laps you did in the pool if you're swimming and, and your nutrition and blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's like the, the diary, but you're also keeping track of your progress and, and it's motivating. And I was like, this could work in martial arts too. So, mm -hmm. so that was my concept. And, and I pitched it to this book publisher called Tuttle. I was like, hey, you know, like, let's do an, a, a, a notebook. And at that time, they weren't convinced that it would, you know, that, that, that there was a market for it, right? Okay. So then they were like, well, you know, if you have something else in mind, feel free to let us know. And I pitched what eventually became this mixed martial arts fighting technique, which is a book that they eventually published. And it's, it's about fighting in different ranges and that you can use in the ring and in the streets. Okay. Um, so that, you know, that's in Amazon right now. You can look it up if you want. Um, okay. and so, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't agree with them. I think the concept of this notebook for martial arts is still a viable one that could work. Um, right. and I, and the reason I could work is how it helped me, you know, how I was able to use the notebook, even though I wasn't training, for example, because the law school, I would and imagine myself doing the moves. And, and it was, it was a way to keep the, the, the techniques refreshed. And when mm -hmm. I would, you know, when I would go that one time a month and do stuff, I was still able to do it, you know, like, okay. granted, I didn't have, say, the same speed, because, you know, like, you know, when you're, when you, when you don't train, you know, some of the things, some of the attributes that, that are first to go are things like your speed, but mm -hmm. I still remembered what I had to do, you know, whether it was stick fighting or whether it was doing certain boxing combinations or grappling, like, I still had, and that's because I would review and, and have it, so to me, I felt it was, it was worth keeping these notes and having um, these notes readily available. Right. So did you, so you decided to do, put it out yourself? So I did, I put it out myself because so, so, you know, I, the way I saw this, this notebook, I was like, okay, it's one thing, you know, like, like what I had, for example, with these collection of notes and over the years, cause you know, since 1998, uh -huh. um, and so, you know, I have, I have notes that are in, in, in like um, index cards. I have notes that are in, in, in like binders and marble composition. I have basically scattered notes um, mm -hmm. in all types of, you know, shape. I have some stuff that's like, like with ruled pages and stuff that's blank. I have sketches. I have, you know, uh, mind maps and flow charts and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so, so I thought, you know, one, if I had known, if, if you know, it would be nice to organ to have some type of notebook mm -hmm. where, where one, if you know, the, the pages are set up where you can either draw on them, if you want to like draw, for example, targets on the body that you want to hit when you're fighting, or mm -hmm. if you want to do mind maps and, and stuff like that, and also rule pages so that you can, you know, just write like a regular notebook. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing that nice is if it was easy to find information because, you know, for, because I had all these notes scattered, uh, if I wanted to start find certain, like, let, let's say, like, for a Filipino Kali class where they do stick, double stick fighting and some kind of drill that we covered in the class, basically, you know, I would have to just sift through everything until I found it. But in, in right. the notebook that I designed, there's, you can create your own index, right? You can log, you like, in the, you know, the page that you wrote down, the techniques, you can put the page, you know, in your index. Um, and put, you know, uh, you know, what page number is so that, you know, six months from now, if you're looking for that information, you can find it. Um, and then another thing that, that I added to, to the, that was helpful with this notebook is like a shorthand system, right? Because like sometimes when you're writing things out, um, you know, part of like what, what, what seems taxing is, is writing some long combination, right? Mm -hmm. If you write some boxing combination and let's say it's jab, you know, throw a jab, then you throw a cross, then a hook, then an uppercut, and then another uppercut, and then a cross, and then a hook, and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's a, you know, that's a lot of words to write, mm -hmm. you know, but system. So for jab, it's a J. For cross, it's a C. For a hook, it's an H, you know. Mm -hmm. And then so instead of writing, you know, all those words, you just write J, C, H, U for uppercut, you know, uh, you know, left uppercut, L, U, right uppercut, R, U. All of a sudden, uh, you have, you know, uh, you're basically being way more efficient. So it's easier to write it down. And when you're training on your own or training in class, you can glance at it and see, oh, you know, JCH, LU, right? RU, okay, I know the combination. Right. Um, so, so these are the types of things that, that these little touches 
that I think make a difference for when you're training. Uh, because I look at the notebook as something that that will help you catalog what you're learning, but mm-hmm. also help you review what you've learned so that it stays in your mind. Okay. And what's the name of this notebook? It's called the so it's called the Jimmy Notebook. Okay. And um and so Jimmy is short for Journal for Instant Memory Input. Okay. You know, and it also happens to be part of my name, Jiminian. So, right. That's you know, you know so what? Like when I first saw word. that, I thought that was part of your name. I said, I, I said, but it's all capital. I said, let me. I need to ask him what it is. So that's why for I'm sure, asking. Sure. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, great. Yeah. So, what is the master your moves method? All right. So the master. So. So this is a realization that came to me as, as I was working on the notebook. Um, mm-hmm. So the master your moves method is there's six components to it. Um, and so, so in, in a nutshell, the master your moves method is a holistic approach to learning and teaching better. Okay. All right. So, so the idea being, you know, you, you, we have a physical skill, a motor skill, right? That that's what these mm-hmm. physical movements are, whether they're martial arts, whether they're dance, whether they're playing tennis, they're motor skills. They're skills that you do with your body. And so there's, there's a, a behind all this, right? There's, mm-hmm. um, there, there's people that study motor skills, learning and how people learn the movements. Um, and then there's, of course, traditions, you know, whether it's traditions for martial arts or traditions uh, or, 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 or a physical fitness, even, me- you know, like mental and spiritual training that you might hear monks do. Um, and so this is a holistic approach to learning and, and teaching better um, that, that draws from all of those areas, right? So in a nutshell, it's six areas or six, what I call six pillars, right? Like six columns of the, the Master Your Moves method. And that's uh, skill acquisition, skill retention, goals and motivation, guidance, data and feedback, and elevation, or, you know, an elevation for short, but it would be elevation of your mental, your physical, emotional, and values or spiritual dimension. All right. Mm-hmm. So now skill acquisition is the part where you first learn a technique. So whether it's, you know, uh, boxing or, or Muay Thai or, or, or stick fighting or dance even, you know, when right. you first see somebody do it, right? Like that skill, like the, there's, there's a process and things going on in your mind that, that helps you learn you know at least when you you know when you first are are uh, uh, exposed to it and then skill retention is are the thing that you do to retain that so that mm-hmm. you know um you know you know a lot of it is practice involved you know like a, the traditional notion is you know you just practice right right and, and that is true like the best way to learn a motor skill is to practice but there are things that you can do to enhance either how you practice uh, or how you retain what you've practiced mm-hmm. and then Goals and motivation, you know, that's, that's pretty straightforward, right? You need goals um, to, to be able to achieve something in whatever skill that you're trying to learn. Uh, and, mm-hmm. of course, motivation will, continue, will, will, will inspire you, will continue, uh, will give you the fire to pursue those goals and to stick mm-hmm. with the skills because, you know, we all know that when you first learn something, it's tough, right? And, and, yeah. You know, when, when you see somebody doing something gracefully and, like, masterfully, whether it's, you know, dunking a ball like Jordan or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or slamming a ball or tennis ball like Serena, you're mm-hmm. like, wow, I want to be like that. And then you go right. out there and try to do that. And then you're and like, don't oh, you know, <laughs> and it doesn't happen. Exactly. And you're like, oh, you know, F this, you know, I'm not going to do it. But the thing is, you know, you're not seeing all the work that they've put in, you know, granted, they might be talented, you know, like they mm-hmm. might've been born with a certain talent, but that's not enough. They have right. to work to get to that point, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, whether you know wh- whether your goal is to try to be a professional or your goal is to just be healthier, be you know lose some weight or learn how to defend yourself in a fight or something like that, right. you know the motivation you have to have you know like the motivation will carry you through that you know so that's right. why and this is all this is all on your website at master, masteryourmoves.com. is that correct? Right, right. So I have okay. this so I have this ebook down, um, and uh-huh. I'm actually also putting together a curriculum. Um, like a 10 week action plan so that, you know, basically it lays out, especially in the realm of martial arts, how you can apply this master your moves method uh, to your training so that, so that you can eventually get to that point. Right. You know, cause, right. cause I look at it, I look at the mastering your moves. Like I'm not a master, you know, I right. don't, you know, I don't want to get the, give the wrong impression by right. no means am I a master, 
but I am mm-hmm. on that path to mastery, right? right. There's a difference, right? So like, I want to be on that path to, to learning as much as I can while I'm alive. Um, and if mm-hmm. I make it to, to, to that mastery or whatever it is considered, you know, a black belt or whatever, um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop. You know, if I were to get a black belt tomorrow, I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be the end for me. I would still have to continue training, you know, and like, just because I, one, I love the sport mm-hmm. and the art of, of martial arts, but also because you have to maintain it fresh, right? You know, you, you don't yeah. just get, you know, it's not like you just check off. You never that's it, again, it. You, know, you know, that's yeah. not a master. Yeah. It's a constant, it's constant. It's yeah. constant. So we, we're, you know, when I first saw that you put up your, you know, your business page on Instagram, I said, oh, I need to have him on my show. And then you inboxed me, yo, I want to be on your show. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, you must be reading my mind. And, right. and the, the main subject I really want to tap into right now, because you say that martial arts is for everyone, especially marginalized communities. So I talk right. to a lot of people in my community, you know, in the LGBTQ community. I said, oh, I might do a, uh, I might have someone come on about martial arts. They said, oh, I'll be really good because we don't hear much about that, especially with the rise of violence in my community. It's been a right. lot. So what right. are your thoughts on just the everyday person doing martial arts and to protect themselves? So I, so I have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but, That's what this but, is here um, for. Exactly. So, so, but, but, but they're, they're all good thoughts, you know? And, and what uh-huh. I mean by that is that, is that I, I see it from a lot of different, the actual practical, like, you know, what, you know, um, learning to just defend yourself. Right. Right. What, what martial arts did for me, it taught me, um, you know, aside from teaching me what I needed to learn, you know, to, to, to defend myself in certain situations, it gave me a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it made me feel like, like I remember being in a club once and, um, you know, and, and it was, it was a night that I was mainly hanging out with women. Uh, uh-huh. And so, you know, which is great, you know, like it was, you know, we were having fun and like, right. and, and, but what happened was I stepped up uh, 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 shoes or whatever. You know how guys are, right? Like yeah. sneakers. They're like, yo, in the club, like, you know, like that's an instant fight, fight, fight starter, you know? And like, yeah. Like, but I get right. it. Like, you know, a lot of people, their sneakers, their shoes, you know, like that's, that's like their Lamborghini or something. Uh-huh. Right. So, so this guy, like, you know, turns, you know, I, I mean, not turns around, he like steps to me and he's like, like, you know, like, wants to start and so in my mind i'm like okay i'm gonna have to like smack this guy over some dumb shit um, right fine and that's what he wants that's what he wants but behind him there were like three other guys that were just like and they were all bigger than him they were all ready to like like oh, I, could, I literally could see them like you know <laughs> you know fist in one hand like you know like making that that like like that gesture and I was like, oh shit. You know, I'm with a bunch of wish women. You could, you know, wish you could climb some walls then, right? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I wish I could just like float out of there. And, um, you know, and so like, you know, I know a lot of tough women that can fight. And, you know, mm-hmm. so like, I don't want to make it seem like because I was a woman, like that, that was, but these weren't those women. These weren't these women that could fight, you know, right. they were not that type. So, so, you know, this is all going in my head. I'm making calculations. And this is actually the beauty of martial arts is that learn you know, you have a certain level of confidence. You're like, like you can kind of like slow down because what I find is a lot of times, you know, you get nervous, you get scared of the situation, sort of acting on instinct, and, right? And and just like reacting to things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the martial arts gave me that that confidence to be able to like, wait a second, let me assess the situation. So I'm do- doing this mentally as this guy's grilling me. His boys are ready to start, and I'm like, okay, if I get into, a, I can maybe fight this guy, knock him down, knock him out. You know, maybe I could take on a second guy behind him. But eventually, the other, you know, we're in a tight club, and mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna rush me, so it's not gonna be good. And you know, I don't want these women that I'm with also to get hurt either trying to mm-hmm. grab. Them. So mm-hmm. then I was like, "All right, wait a second. This is all about some speakers. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this dude. You know what? My bad. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't mean to. You know, it was a mistake. I was going through the you know the tight club, and it kind of." caught him off guard he was he looked at me and he was like because he was waiting for me to be to say like yo fuck you you know like you you want something let's do this he was, right that was the the, the the energy that he was waiting for so that he could respond and be like 
it's on, you know, me and my boys, we're going to F you up. But that's not the energy I gave him. And he was caught off guard. And not only that, like, after I said, I was like, I put my hand, I was like, yo, peace. I mean, like, you know, my bad. And he put out his hand almost like robotically. Like, it was like, we made up, you know, we, we shook hands and it was it. And then one of his boys <laughs> behind him was like, yo, nah, F that man. Like, come on. Like, and I looked at him and was like, dude, this was, me, this was between me and him. We squashed this. You know, uh-huh. there's no need for beef. You know, let's let it go. Right. And, you know, and it ended like that. And so wow. I, I, I credit that to martial arts, you know, because, you know, because I had the confidence of like, okay, if I need to fight, I can get out of, I can fight. Right. Like, I don't need to like fight in every situation now. I don't need to like, you know, you know, like if somebody's challenging, quote unquote, my manhood or something like that, I'm not going to feel lesser than if I don't fight somebody uh, because I know that if I had to fight, I could do it, you know, right. but like, and it was better for that because, you know, like I assessed the situation. I was like, look, you know, it was better. One, if we had gotten into a fight, we wouldn't have been able to enjoy the night anyway. Like even in the best case scenario where like I kick everybody's ass, you think the bouncers are going to leave me there? They're going <laughs> to kick me out. Yeah. So, you know, so it was just like, you know, and I credit that to martial arts. Now, for marginalized communities, like like yeah. what I find, yes, is that is that you know, growing. So I actually remember in high school, um, one of my friends came out um, as you know, you know, he, he came out came out of the closet in high school, and this is like in the '90s. Like, you know, obviously homophobia is like just rampant in the pop culture stuff, and I I admired him so much for his bravery because mm-hmm. you know you know he was not afraid to like face the slings and arrows of like people making jokes and like and uh, and, and it wasn't like he was like a straight appearing kind of guy you know what i mean like like mm-hmm. you know he was he was effeminate mm-hmm. and um and so like and i was like i was actually like impressed by him you know because i mm-hmm. you know like i looked at it like okay it's one thing to be tough and like fight and whatever um but, you know, not every situation calls for that, you know? Right. You know, then you have, like, another type of courage, right? Like, you know, there's physical courage for, like, a fight, and then there's a moral courage, and that inspired me. Mm. And so, you know, I don't know where he tapped it from. I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know where, what was the source of um, his, that, that courage and that strength, where he got it from. Right. Uh, but I do find, I do think that martial arts is a way to be able to tap into that, right? Mm. You know, because, like, you know, again, speaking from my experience, you know, when you have a certain level of confidence, when you're able to do certain, you know, techniques, when you know that you can defend yourself if you have to fight, you know, then then when you're in a certain situation, whether it's, you know, dealing with somebody who's calling you names, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can be clear headed. You can be like, all right, well, look, I can not I can clearly knock this idiot out right. calling me all kinds of names. Um, and maybe I should. Maybe I will. You know, but I can make that decision. It's not like it's not like a, a reaction. It's you're not reactive. Like, yeah. Uh, and then, like okay, or I can walk away, and if, even if I walk away, I'm gonna still walk proud. I'm not gonna like right. walk like, you know, be, like I'm not gonna have that feeling of like, oh, I only did it because I was scared. Right. You know? And you so, so I, you know, I, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and and also like another thing too, like I feel like more LGBTQ people should join martial arts, you know, because yeah. like of course martial arts is considered or or is looked at as a traditionally male environment. You know, right. and I remember when I started training, very few women uh-huh. were training in it. Like, like especially in, in arts like grappling, where you're on the floor uh-huh. rolling around and wrestling and like up close. And right. now, you know, tons of women do do grappling, right? Like it's right. you know, and it's just accepted, you know. And like imagine now, like you know, like and, and it was a lot of biases. There was a lot of like stereotypes and race, uh, not race, um, you know, like uh, uh, sexism. When uh-huh. women started training, you know, like I remember even myself, like I was like, I'm gonna grapple with a woman, you know, like, like, like I don't want to like get too close because I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. And I remember this one woman was like, just treat me like, you know, like just I want to, you know, I you're gonna hurt my training if you don't treat me like another person, like another like another guy that you're training with, like come right. at me, you know, because that's gonna help me in a real situation. Like if I if I got God forbid I gotta fight some some rapist or something like that. You know, right. He's not going to be gentle with me. He's going to try to hurt me. So, like, right. you know, exactly. within, right. And and I feel like if, you know, people in the LGBTQ community, like, they go train, mm-hmm. you know, especially in some of these environments, you know, right. aside from, like, what you're going to learn in self-defense and, like, what you can mm-hmm. get, get out of, you know, from the confidence, but also, like, you make your presence felt, you know? And, like, right. and if people are going to be uncomfortable 
you know, which might happen. Although I don't know, actually, from at least thank God, like in the places that I trained in, like there wasn't that sort mm-hmm. of like homophobia or anything like that. But right. like, I find like, you know, there is. But the point is, is like, you know, imagine like somebody who's, you know, who's gay or lesbian goes in or who's trans and, mm-hmm. you know, is able to like uh, 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 tap, make somebody tap out or able right. to drone, you know, against, you know, the macho straight dude or whatever. You know, that right. could change minds, you know? So like, yeah, like even on the local level, I feel like, hell, mm-hmm. you might make your impact, make yourself felt. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think, I mean, it's so funny. I've never thought about, you know, going into martial arts of course i grew up you know i was i'm a huge fan of bruce lee and i always liked right. it because it was always it was the mind too as right, well as right. strength and the confidence and that's what drew me into you know into this and i'm glad i had you here but i want to switch yeah. the subject now we're going to talk about something else i want to talk okay. about the okay. man behind the martial arts Okay, so you're a family man. You have two kids, right? Yes. And I, I saw a video. I think it was on Instagram. I guess you guys were singing, and there, it was like the, <laughs> it was the most joyous video I saw. I was like, oh my god! I was like, this is great. So, what's what's family life like? Wow. So, so you know, um, I'm somebody that that that. Uh, um, is a creative person, right? Meaning yes. like, you know, uh, I, I, my, ever since high school, you know, I had this, I want to be an artist, you know, like, and, and, you know, specifically in film, but like, like, even like in martial arts, like, I feel like the movement of your body, like you're expressing yourself physically, just like a dancer does, you know, like, so, right. so like, you know, you can be artistic in that aspect. So my thing, like, like my, my spirit animal, uh, or, or my spirit occupation is artistry, right? Like to just be an artist in everything I do, and in mm-hmm. constant and try to create something great and mm-hmm. honestly the greatest thing that i've ever created are my two kids like wow, can you can make, see it I, you know what i mean like i could make the next godfather you know <laughs> level movie i got whatever like whatever you consider you know the next picasso like it would pale in comparison to my two kids you know like i feel wow. like 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 what they are like the, like as life like there's nothing you know and i love art like don't get me wrong like i feel like Mm-hmm. Like I love art deeply, you know. Like and I, right. and I believe in art, you know. Right. But like, my kids are life, you know. Like yeah. they have life, they have energy, and um, and so like, you know, and, and sometimes that energy doesn't always agree with me. Sometimes energy <laughs> when it wakes me up. How old? Are, morning, how old are they? <laughs> so, so I have a three. The my so my my youngest is three, uh-huh. and then my my oldest uh, she's seven. Yeah, and, I remember uh, a girl and a boy. Had- your daughter now she was a baby i think practically last time yeah. probably the last time i saw you like in person yes we haven't seen yes. each other in yes. a long time i know we, we need and to you do know something what else? about that i did not know that you were an entertainment lawyer when when i got the inf- when you sent me information i said oh my god i didn't know that so i mean you're like the the ultimate renaissance man and also a filmmaker <laughs> also a filmmaker because that's, that's how i met I, you right right <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and 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 you know that's a that's a tremendous compliment because I you know I literally said in high school that my goal was to be a Renaissance man like, like oh I, really I, I definitely yeah I I, I um I romanticized this the 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 the, the Renaissance artist uh, the Leonardo da Vinci's of the world and uh-huh. how they you know they were an architect and they were this and they were that yes that's true mm-hmm. and I want. Okay, well, why can't I be like that? Like, you know, I'm just a curious, I, I'm just curious, you know, like, and like yeah. maybe it just stems from me psychologically, like just constantly wanting to know about the world and like, and, and experience as much of the world as I can within my life right. um, and my means. Uh, uh-huh. But that's, that's, that's where it stems from. And, you know, and also, you know, like life also sent me down certain paths. You know, I ended up going to law school for entertainment law because uh-huh. I was a frustrated artist, you know, right. like, you know, uh, you know, when I graduated film school from CCNY in 2000, uh, the, the following, you know, was 9-11. And so right. I was in the military at that time. I was in the reserves. We got activated. And uh, um, and so we, you know, we and I left for a year. Um, and then when I came back, it was, you know, the economy was not doing so well. It wasn't right. easy to get jobs, you know, doing film production. I also wasn't, you know, like, 
like if I could somehow go back in time and mentor myself, like there were certain things that I would tell myself to do, um, to 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 um to improve the chances of of that younger self getting into movies, right? Or at least you know yeah. becoming a producer and a filmmaker, right? You know, but I you know I had to learn these things the hard way, and 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 I ended up like facing some trials and tribulations, you know, like just like not getting to the way I wanted to be, and um. Finally saved up some money and and, and I actually shot a, 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 a wrote the script and nice. uh, and shot this feature. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't my it wasn't a great work. You know, and, and, okay. and, and but it's fine because I actually enjoyed the experience. Like that experience of doing that in the ten days, like it 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 was like this is I could do this for the rest of my life. You know, even if right. I'm not a millionaire filmmaker, like I you know yes. I love this. Yeah, yeah, so then, mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, the thing is, then I started, you know, by that point, I was almost, you know, I turned 30, mm-hmm. um, and I just felt like I'm at a crossroads, you know, I'm not where I wanted to be career wise, and I feel mm-hmm. like I also need to, you know, like this film industry, I love, you know, the art of film, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. the industry, you know, like the, it's more of a business than it mm-hmm. is about the art, right? So, like, right. if I want to stay in it, uh, because I love the art so much. I have to learn something about this, the business aspect of it. And that's when mm-hmm. I was considering, you know, should I get an MBA, you know, focus on entertainment industry, or should I get a, go to law school, become an entertainment lawyer? Um, yeah. And I'm not, you know, as much as I love math, I'm not that good at math. So I was like, you know, forget <laughs> the MBA, I'm yeah. writing, I'm better at reading. And I'm not signing that I'm going to law school. Okay. Wow. So tell me, all right, you have a, you have a, a few AKAs with your name. So break that down yeah. for me. With so, your name. So um so you know now, now you got me feeling like Wu Tang again, right? <laughs> They're like, you know, you know, this is Met the Man, aka Johnny Blaze. <laughs> you know, like like uh so you know but you know it's funny that you now that I think about it, like I grew up reading comic books, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like that like all these all these superheroes had they had alter egos right you know we know mm-hmm. Clark Kent the Superman, uh, we know Peter Parker Spider Man, Bruce Wayne is Batman, uh, and so on Adam Finitum and so you know I I you know I take this approach of almost like I have these alter egos that and so like Danny Indio was my like fighter and filmmaker alter ego because Dan was the lawyer by day. So Danny okay. Dominion, Esquire, lawyer by day, Danny Indio, you know, martial artist by night. Um, okay. And so, and so the, 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 the whole Danny Indio, you know, my, my deep-rooted, like, connection with indigenous culture. Okay. Um, and, you know, ever since I was a little kid, you know, the, aside from kung fu movies, the other thing that I used to love was watching westerns, but it okay. was always... I would always side with the Indians, you know, like right. so with the Native Americans. Like I was, I would actually like go to school so that I was a Comanche or a Sioux or whatever. Right. Um, and so, you know, but so as 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 I developed, you know, um, myself, my persona and as Danny Indio, you know, I also have to other aspects because I'm not just an, an, an indigenous person. You know? I'm not just Taino. You know, mm-hmm. I'm also I have, I have mm-hmm. European blood. And that's what the MB stands for, you know, mm-hmm. Moreno Blanco. Mm-hmm. So right. Moreno Blanco. And mm-hmm. that's then, you know, those are like the, uh, the my personalities, so to speak. Okay. I mean, I have I have a ton of names. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I Danny, can't wait to hear about that. I, I, can't I know, wait right? The, the origin <laughs> stories to that. Actually, I'm going to actually... I've been talking about doing this because um, people have hit me up. They want to know more about my story in the, um, you know, in the podcast. So actually, I'm, someone's actually going to interview me soon. So that should be interesting Ooh. for episode. <laughs> and I'm going to be totally transparent. So, yeah. But Danny, this is my favorite part of the episode. I'm starting to back up again after my little break and we back for more episodes. Um, I asked you to give me three songs that either inspire you or just if you're just listening to it right now. And just to tell my listeners, I have a, a playlist up on Spotify, Conversation with Transmit 
playlist and I ask my guests to give me three songs to add to the um, playlist every week. So Danny, sure. what's your first one? What's your first one? So the first one um, is a song by Glasser called The mm -hmm. Fly. And so um, the reason that I picked that song first, um, it's a song that when I'm shadow boxing, training in the gym, um, you know, or when I'm warming up, especially because it has a very, to me, it has a very primal sound. Um, and it makes me feel like, like I'm like some ancient warrior getting ready for battle. Um, <laughs> you know, it's me. So, so I like that, that. That's the first song I picked. Okay. What's um, your second one? The second one is, uh, is a song called the poem by Bobby Condors. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, uh, I'm somebody that grew up very inspired by, by, you know, the, uh, the social justice move, the, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, MLK on one end and Malcolm mm -hmm. X on the other. And even though I leaned more with Malcolm X, I had so much love and respect for MLK. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I felt like, you know, and it's a house song. Oh, okay. you know, I, yeah. So I feel like that song, like, like it, it you know, the, the opening part is like a poem, okay. it, you know, speaks to like social activism, social justice. So, and, and, but then like, and it feels like it stirs the spirits in my ancestral heritage and the right. lineage. So it just, but then it's like this dope ass house song. So yeah, it, song. it makes me want to dance, it song. makes me want to fight. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know this song. <laughs> All right, yeah. what's your third one? And so my is um you know uh, uh and again this was we'll, this will date me but i have no shame uh, being dated uh, <laughs> it's all right groove is in the heart groove yeah in the heart by delight yeah and um and you know that's a song it, it just puts me in that happy place you know what i mean like it just right. gives me that good feel it's just good you know and you know and, it, and it's also nostalgic for me because like this song came out when i was in high school so it reminds okay. me of high school um, it just uh -huh. reminds me of like just like just that feeling of like being that young kid in high school and just you know loving Good house. Time. But it also has it blends a lot of dope. You know, it has a hip. You know, like it has Q-tip in it. So there's some hip yeah, it got hip hop dance aspect. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's got a uh, funk with Bootsy Collins and with boots. Awesome. Yeah, so it's just like yeah. So it's just like I think it's a perfect song. Yeah, um, I love and, I and love them because they mixed all that in and it worked. Yes, and exactly. Was, they made it work. It was such a great thing. But right, all right, right, Danny, tell us where we can find you on. I mean, I'm gonna post it up on the in the episode on your social right. media and your um. So just you know, tell my tell my audience where they can find you and get more. Information. All right. So a couple things, uh, a couple places. So so I have on my on my late my my latest blog entry. There's three learning hacks that that you can use to like just starting today to just help you learn. Um, martial arts or just any type of movement better. Um, so check it out on my blog. Just go to masteryourmoves.com. Um, so on there, you know, you'll find my blog. And you can also find me on Twitter, uh, masteryourmove1. Uh, somebody else had masteryourmoves, unfortunately. So masteryourmove1 on Twitter. On, I, on Instagram, masteryourmoves. All right. Uh, and the, you can already hear like a certain trend going, right? Like, so the, the names of these things uh, on, on YouTube, if you want to, you know, I, please subscribe um, to, to, you know, I have on there meditation videos, uh, visualization videos, and virtual sparring videos. And, um, and these are all different aspects or that uh, ways that you can enhance your training. So, um, you know, uh, check it out on YouTube, Master Your Moves. Um, also on Clubhouse. Uh, you can look for me, Danny Indio MB ESQ. The ESQ is for Esquire, right? Mm -hmm. And lastly, uh, for all your listeners, if you want, um, if you put in Trans 21, you get 20% off the Jimmy Notebook on the website. Oh, let me find so, out. I got a code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, so like, because, you know, if you, if you, if you check out Trans, uh, if you check out on here uh, and type in trans 2121 um, you know you'll get 20% off so you know it's a limited time so definitely you know get on there and, you know, <laughs> get your Jimmy notebook uh, thank you Danny Danny thank you so much this was so informative to me I mean I started this uh, podcast because I wanted to learn from people and 
and to have people on that inspired me. So thank you for inspiring me and teaching me today. And I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Trent. Thank you for the platform and for just like letting me like, you know, like I miss hanging out with you. And I know we got we got to have drinks know. or something soon. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely <laughs> down. You know, COVID is, 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 is COVID ain't gonna last forever. So you know, we can definitely make this happen. And exactly. I appreciate being able to get on you on with you and like just you know vibe with you. So thank All you. All right, well, this is my pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, thank you for joining into this episode. And until the next conversation, my name is Tran Smith. A conversation with. A conversation with. A conversation with. Tran Smith. Come along and take a listen. The party's on, it's you that's missing Tales to tell and no regrets I'm here to tell you, you ain't heard nothing yet A conversation with A conversation with A conversation with Transmit